because it's hard to have those feelings of internal validation and a self-reward system that is internally motivated, that it can be easy to have these impulses and urges because we want to feel accepted and we don't know how to do that internally. So we buy things we don't need. Welcome back to another episode of Our Frequencies. Thank you so much for being here and I hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. So the last few episodes I've been talking a lot about mental health and well-being um, and just being a little bit more mindful in our everyday. But today I really want to tackle a topic that I myself struggle with from time to time and I think it's something that we all have experienced and have been through at least once in our life and that is retail therapy. Why do we continuously buy things that we don't need? (laughs) Ever since lockdown last year, I mean, I went through a few different phases. There was like a time where I literally went cold turkey one to two months, didn't buy anything that I didn't need. And it was cool. Um, And I was like, oh, I wonder why I am not doing that. And then suddenly before I realized I was indulging in this strange habit and urge and impulse and tendency all over again and all of these packages were just coming to me every day and like, you know that little dopamine hit that you get when you get a package at the door? Like I didn't even feel that anymore because there were there was just always something there. Like at the door, two to three packages and I'd be like, oh, that came sooner than I expected. And almost thinking that I needed them to come slower so that I would experience that delayed gratification or like idea of delayed gratification more, which is absolutely absurd. I think it's safe to say that whenever we do kind of dip into this urge and impulse of buying things that we don't need, generally we're dealing with something going on in our lives. Um, And I was doing a little bit of thinking about this because (laughs) recently I have been buying a lot of things that I don't need and I'm trying to be more mindful about this, but it seems like I keep circling back to this urge of wanting new things, of getting a package, and maybe it's to cope with being in lockdown. Uh, I saw that there was a lot of evidence to suggest that being in lockdown increased uh, buying tendencies um, and retail shops online were thriving. That's not to say or ignore the fact that you know physical retail shops and businesses like restaurants um, and boutique stores uh, have been struggling a lot, um, but We are a consumerist society and um, where there is a will, there is a way (laughs) and society found a way to continue their purchasing tendencies by going online during lockdown. So whilst I'm not saying it's like bad to buy things, but I do want to be intentional about every purchase that I make. And I don't want a surplus of things that I don't need. And I don't want a surplus of things that I buy out of impulse and never use or forget about, which is the worst thing because it's so wasteful. It's a waste of resources and the the packaging that it's come in. And, you know, perhaps there's someone else who might be better off with it. And you don't even remember that you've got it or know why you got it. 
And so the number one thing that was really true for me, I believe, for why we buy things that we don't need is for a sense of control. You know, we're being displayed with a variety of different options, pages, hundreds and hundreds of pages of clothing or dinnerware or furniture or games or digital assets. I don't know. Just being displayed with a variety of options gives us like the feeling of having the freedom of choice, which tricks our brains into thinking we have control, we have choice. And for a lot of people and myself included, a sense of control is comforting. It could be to compensate for a lack of control um, somewhere else in our life. Maybe something is going on in work where everything's going wrong or a colleague is getting their finger in your pie. And is that the saying? (laughs) Putting their finger in your pie and messing up systems or processes that you've done. And now you have to do double the work to fix up the mistakes or correct what they've done. And it can really feel quite stressful and can very likely trigger this feeling of wanting a sense of control and retail therapy is exactly what's going to give that to you very easily. All you have to do is open up your wallet. (laughs) And I think that for me, I can realize that I'm going through that urge or tendency when I look at my screen time on my phone and see how much time I'm spending on like shopping apps, things like the iconic ASOS, um, and Chrome, other browsing websites and the ads that I'm getting as well. Like they are an accurate reflection of what I've been looking at. And when I get a lot of the same thing, I realize, wow, I've been looking at a lot of that stuff, haven't I? (laughs) In a similar sense, we seek fulfillment in material things. We think that buying this thing will help us cope or recover from feeling lonely or sad or stressed like this thing is going to help solve my problems. It's going to help me not feel these things or even just like to fill the void of uncomfortable feelings because it keeps us, keeps us from addressing the truth. It's like numbing the pain. And here's another interesting thought about why we buy things we don't need. I think that we don't really think about what we're buying, but We buy things depending on how they make us feel. I mean, that's all part of advertising and marketing, which we'll kind of like touch briefly on later. But, you know, you never really need new clothes. You buy the clothes because you want to fit in. You get a social ego boost. It's maybe to compensate for a lack of something else in our lives. Um, Feeling acceptance, feeling valid, feeling worthy. Um, Similarly, you know, a new couch. You're not actually buying the couch. I mean, technically, yes, but in this sense, you're buying the fantasy where you will host many cozy movie nights with hot chocolates and face masks with your friends on this couch. It's the experience, the fantasy, the life that you're buying into. It's not the actual couch. And the idea of buying this ideal life, this better life, this thing that is just better and bigger, a life that's outside of what you're currently living in is so addictive because we all want to live bigger and better lives, don't we? And we all want to feel valid, accepted and worthy. We all want our friends to be impressed with our lives and our things. 
And this is exactly what I was talking about in my first point with like the sense of control. You know, to feel acceptance, that's something that's actually quite difficult and confronting to do sometimes, especially for those who are more introverted or don't really know how to create a sense of fulfillment for themselves internally. And and perhaps this relates to a lack of self-acceptance. It's hard to feel accepted by ourselves. It's hard to love ourselves. It's hard to find that internal validation. It is so very easy to fall into the trap of external validation. It feels good when people say, oh my God, good job. Or wow, like that's a really nice dress. Oh, it has pockets. Anyway, (laughs) but you get what I'm saying, right? It's because it's hard to have those feelings of internal validation and a self-reward system that is internally motivated, that it can be easy to have these impulses and urges because we want to feel accepted and we don't know how to do that internally. So we buy things we don't need. We buy into this experience that maybe we might have friends who want us and, and like our company because of the things that we own. You know, this is, I am stretching very far here. I'm not saying that this is the case for everyone who has impulses and and urges to buy things that they don't need. But, you know, I'm kind of like trying to cover all grounds here. And if it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, hopefully something else might. So in a similar sense of everything that I'm saying, I feel like all of my points are tying together, which complete makes complete sense. Um, In a similar sense, as humans trying to make it in society, we're always aiming for bigger and better lives, right? The bigger house, the faster car, the better paying job, because we're conditioned to believe that this is success and success will make us happy. And by extension, success is impressive and we like to impress other people because it makes us feel valid, liked and accepted, you know? Society would never let us believe that life is completely fine as it is. Um, That complacency is okay. You know, in some instances, it really is. I know that a lot of like the entrepreneurial business related lifestyles are like, you know, staying the same is like, you know, bad. (laughs) Evolve or repeat. I get it. I get it. There are some cases where that's completely valid and evolving is very important for that growth. But for a lot of other people, you know, change and evolving and bigger, better, it's not always necessary. Some people are very complacent with their lives and that's totally fine. Not everyone needs to aim for bigger, better things. Some people are very happy with their lives as it is and they shouldn't feel ashamed for that. And like, if you think about it for a second, if we based our lives' validity or our life's worth and value on the things that we own, what would happen if we one day just lost it all? I think that the definition or like for someone who is truly, truly living their life being present and grounded and intentional, if they lost everything, it wouldn't be the end of the world for them. And I think for a lot of us, who do place some value on the things that we own. I know I certainly do. If I lost everything, I think I would be pretty devastated. And I'm not saying that we all need to be completely okay being homeless and with no food and shelter. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I mean that 
these material things that we own don't define how successful we are or how valuable we are as people and our worth. Yes, you can literally put a dollar value on it and be like, yo, if this person died, then their stuff is worth this much. And by extension, their life is worth this much. As you can see, I am not speaking technically or literally here. I'm speaking more on like the emotional sense and our sense of self-validation. But the worth and value of our lives are truly defined by our experiences, by the wonderful people that we meet and keep in our lives, the smiles, the laughter that we share, and equally the tears, the comfort, the hugs, the lows, all of these things are really what bring our lives value and make them unique. And so I think like being present, being grounded, being grateful um, are all things that are going to help us understand that. And the last thing that I brainstormed about, you know, why we buy things we don't need is basically marketing and advertising. We're susceptible to it. There is a lot of psychology behind advertising today. They pay big money for the most intricate strategies, some crazy, like, you know, you look at one thing on this website and then suddenly it's just everywhere. It's on Instagram, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, it's coming up on your partner's phone. It's absolutely crazy and really scary how good marketing and advertising is now and like it's like you look at it and once you looked at it they're never going to let you stop thinking about it and that's how they're going to encourage you to make a purchase and it by extension the amount of crazy strategies that are there now there's increasing platforms for these to slide into our brain dms that's why we can't stop thinking about it and then eventually we just can't take it anymore and open up our wallets it makes complete and total sense marketing and advertising are enforcing everything that i spoke about before the sense of control um, the freedom of choice to um, buy into this experience of a bigger and a better life they are targeting those fears and insecurities that we have to encourage a purchase so what can we do to manage these impulses now there's a lot of things that we can do but I always think that the first step to addressing or improving any negative habits or tendencies is always to acknowledge that this is something that you want to work on. I think that if we skip this step, it's easy to just go back to square one. But if we acknowledge that there is something there that we want to improve upon or change, then that is the absolute first step and it's very mature of you. So well done. The second thing is don't act on all of your impulses and urges. I know that sounds really, you know, oh, no shit, Sherlock. But really allow yourself to sit with these feelings. Don't just add something to your cart and buy it straight away. Maybe let it sit there for a little bit. Maybe just save it to your wish list and come back to it another day. If it's truly something that you can't stop thinking about even after a month, then maybe there are deeper questions like, is this something that you need? Or is there like, what other purpose is this serving? Be very intentional about everything that you want to get. Really think about that and feel into that before acting on that urge. I think it's also interesting that um, there are other external factors that help to motivate an impulse purchase because it's like, oh, the sale is ending in 10 minutes or 
buy one, get one free or uh, spend and save, you know, spend over $100 to get $25 off. Remember that there are tactics behind marketing and advertising that aren't actually saving you money. You might think that, wow, this is a great deal Um, or I'm never going to see this at this price again. But just remember that spending money isn't saving money. One of my amazing soul sisters, Sophia, she is a copywriter and she's written an article on Medium about all of the different psychologies behind why we buy things, which may or may not have inspired this episode, but I will definitely leave a link to her article below. A very interesting read. Definitely go check it out. I won't go over all of those things today just because it's so loaded but it'll make you realize just how much psychology is behind advertising and how and why we are so susceptible to it. Now, this is going to be a hard one, but we do need to confront the financial cost of our actions. It's easy to slap something on our credit card and with the way that they've made purchasing and buying things so easy by saving your card details for later, you don't even need to really think about the financial cost of what you're buying. Like literally the other day I was buying something on eBay and I remember um, going to the checkout and you know, there's always, generally there's always like a confirmation page before you make the payment. And I was kind of waiting, like I do that a lot. I will sit on that page, the confirmation page before I buy. And that's kind of when I'll decide, yeah, I don't need this or like, I want this in my life but because I'd saved my payment details on eBay um, the confirmation page didn't even come up it literally just bought it straight away and I was like oh uh well okay and I think that that's happened quite a lot to some purchases that I've made and I've just kind of like accepted it when in reality I probably didn't really need it at all, but because it didn't really give me the option to, well, I gave it permission to not give me the option to. I kind of just like, you know, went with it. And it's so easy to just kind of be ignorant to the cost of all of these little things. Like they will add up. So confront the financial cost of our actions, like tally up how much you've spent in the last month on miscellaneous things or on things that you don't need. Um, and kind of just sit with that for a second. Depending what your relationship with money is like, chances are it's still probably going to be uncomfortable no matter what, because we've turned a blind eye to this, because we're ignoring the financial cost of something because we're buying into an experience that we believe is going to change our lives. So after you've confronted the financial cost of your purchases and actions, make a budget that's realistic for you. If buying clothes is something that's important to you, then make a clothing budget. For some people, that might be like a yearly amount that you set aside. And if you feel like you might go over, then consider donating old items that you no longer use or selling them. Or maybe you might want to create like a weekly or a monthly budget on that. I'm not sure. Think about what might work better for you and what you feel comfortable with. But at the end of the day, a little bit of budgeting can go a very long way. And it just takes a little bit of diligence and it can be uncomfortable sometimes. But budgeting is a really important life skill that I'm surprised isn't really taught in schools. I don't know if they're teaching them in schools nowadays, but I definitely know that I learned nothing about 
how to save money or how to spend money and how to pay taxes. All life skills that are so important about being an adult. Anyway, the next tip is if your tendencies are getting to a point that is kind of difficult to ignore, like the excess of Amazon packages at your door, (laughs) consider decluttering your home. This is going to open up your eyes to just how much stuff you truly have and don't need. You know, like how often is it that you might dig up something in the back of your closet that you completely forgot you even had? You don't even remember buying it. It's like evidence to suggest that we really don't buy things thinking of what we're buying. It's just a feeling. So don't let that happen. And how we do this? Firstly, declutter. Understand what you're working with here. But whilst you're doing this, just remember to practice gratitude and being mindful of all of the things that you own. Practice being very intentional with future purchases. Lastly, do a digital detox of like text messages and email newsletters that you're subscribed to that are constantly telling you about these amazing sales that are going on. And if you miss out, like gone forever, mid-season sale, (laughs) summer sale, hot girl summer, I don't know. If you didn't get these messages or promotions How would you know about these sales and how would you act on them? I know it's kind of like an out of sight, out of mind kind of way of doing things. But as humans, we are very susceptible to this. And there is a lot of psychology behind all of this language and how they promote something. So give yourself permission to have the peace and quiet of no promotions or just unsubscribe from the things that you don't really check out anymore or look at. All of these things are just creating a feeling of scarcity, a feeling that you lack something and really testing on that like fear and like insecurity that you might have about something in your life. So acknowledge that and do a detox of the promotions that you are no longer interested in and you feel no longer serve you. Anyway, that's all I had for today. I hope that this was insightful for you and maybe you might be able to use some of these methods to help you overcome these urges and impulses. I definitely feel like um, after reading into this and doing a little bit more research, I definitely feel a little bit more knowledgeable in this area. Um, And it is pretty insightful to understand why I buy things that I don't need. Like, um, I'll be very honest I think that there's a part of me, like even though I might appear very confident, I I think it's a facade. (laughs) I don't truly feel 100% confident in myself. And I feel like a lot of the things, material things that I have help me to feel like this confident businesswoman that I want to be. So a lot of my urges and impulses come from the idea of buying into the person that I want to be. Not exactly the things that I actually need. I just want to appear that way. And, you know, it's pretty pretty scary acknowledging that and saying that publicly. But um, I hope that this might help you to understand how you're feeling as well and overcome or manage your impulse urges and tendencies to buy a lot of things that you don't need. Um, but yeah. If you can think of anything else that I haven't covered today, whether that is why we buy things that we don't need or what we can do to manage them, then definitely let me know. 
You can find me over on Instagram at ofiho or at ofrequencies. Um, but otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode.